0: This is your King David Duck, Evan Borgo, the host of the No Borders, No Race podcast show. Every other Tuesday, you can hear the hottest J-pop and alternative music around. Plus, I give my thoughts on many aspects of the pop culture world, all with a pure Bostonian perspective. That's No Borders, No Race, only on BostonBastardBrigade.com, where great music of many genres come together as one. Hey everybody, it's time to LOL.
2: Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 456. We are a podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the geekdom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S.
1: I am Mako-chan.
0: Can't hear you. We so cannot hear you, my child. Nope, nada. <laughs> oh, they're saying there's no. Yeah, Bob, Bob cannot hear you.
1: Is it just her that can't be heard, or is it all of us?
0: I have no clue. Now, Bob says no audio here, but everything seems to be fine on my end here, so... I'm
1: getting an echo of myself, too.
0: Let me check something. Well, what about now? Are you getting an echo?
1: Um, no. Yes. No? I'm heard, and nobody else is. All
0: right, hold on, let me, let me check something here, alright. everything is the way it's supposed to be so so for some reason all right i don't know what the hell's going on it looks like everything is working fine now on my end everything has been reset back back to back to the next setting so worst case scenario i shut down slobs and i go over to obs studio so all right okay so
1: Oh, still working.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And I still have Echo.
0: Alright, I'm going to check something on, on the back end here. Alright, so... Let, let's, let, let's do it like this. I... Wretch hears one voice so i don't know what the heck's going on here so everybody's only able
1: to hear me how wonderful
0: oh god no
1: except i'm hearing the echo so i'm hearing myself and it's creeping me the hell out
0: Let, let me check something here um monitor All right, everything should be fine now, so I don't know what the hell.
1: I don't know, but obviously something's broken.
0: Oh, story of my freaking life here. I, oh God. All right. Last week, it, last week it was the VLC settings. This week it's the VLC settings, and the fact that no one can hear us. So I don't well, know.
1: just just you.
0: Well, that's not good either.
1: I don't know. Some people might think that it's a good thing that you can't be heard.
0: Oh, you're going to get yours for that am, one. Am I good now? <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: go with it. Oh, this. oh well, I you, hear Ichigo
0: now. It's, it's okay. Oh, yeah, it's all right.
2: You. It's because my, Ichigo, my wireless you. apparently decided to shit itself. So
1: um, oh, let's sh- play with that. Oh, winder. my God. Oh, my God. Nope. Too much echoing. Mm. Too much echoing. Too
0: much. Okay. All right. Alright, so they hear Ichigo. So I, like, I, I think I think we finally All right, so
2: it's the Mako China Ichigo show tonight, guys. Over Hi. my dead body. <laughs> you should hear him. Right now in his silence, he is raging. <laughs> a fit? Villainous anime uh, laughter. Please join me in chat. Um, <laughs> F in the chat for uh, Rama's audio.
0: Audio should be fixed now, okay? Let us know if you can hear him. I'd be damned if this show. Oh, y'all funny. Everything
1: I'm saying is echoed. Everything Ichigo was saying is echoed. For you, for Mako, I don't hear an echo on my end, so it's only. I'm
2: hearing nothing but echo. Okay, so it's something. I thought I heard some
0: slight
1: echo on Rhonda's speakers earlier, but I wasn't sure.
0: There might be something on your end.
1: Um, i had no issues until the stream started exactly that was what was my wireless mic was what i was talking on the whole time and then all of a
2: sudden everything
0: is look as long as skype sees you and and everything is pushed forward that's all that matters all right
1: okay let me check something
0: i am going to actually slightly all right okay I am going to change. Thank you for uh, dealing
1: with our technical difficulties.
2: We heart all of our listeners. Um, It is always magical. Uh, It's like a cursed wish uh, when I'm on here, uh, at least. Uh, I know Koi has similar issues, but
1: uh, yeah. Um, Okay. I have fixed the echo. I don't know what I did, but I'm not hearing echo anymore. did Did you unplug
0: the headset and plug it back in?
1: Oh, no, I have no idea what I did. All, right. All I did was open up Skype and look around. I didn't touch anything. <laughs> and now the echo's It's just like, hey, Skype, what's up? And then, like, it just fixed itself.
2: Ugh, this, is the, this is the luxury of live uh, podcasting, mm-hmm. guys, and
1: gals, and non-binary pals. Um, yes, but Ranma still can't be heard, and while that's perfectly fine for me, no. because I don't think anybody wants to hear it. No, 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 does, no, no. no it's ma'am. okay.
2: We want to hear some Ranma, some lovely, lovely Ranma uh, voice. But in chat, while you're waiting for us to uh, figure out our technical difficulties... Feel free to share with us what happens in your weekend day. Let us know how you're feeling. Making sure that you're staying hydrated, please, and getting enough sleep. I know we're all going through some trying times right now, but definitely uh, from my little heart, my little dark heart to yours, um, you know, fluffy marshmallow hearts out there, uh, be taking care of yourselves. Um, So if you haven't yet today, take a sip of water and wash your hands, you nasty, nasty
0: people. I call bullshit, okay? I call it bullshit. <laughs> There's no way in hell Twitch cannot hear me. Everything has to come through the main setup. All right? There's no. Yeah, way that's out. the that's the funny. You guys are thing. missing
1: this rant. It's yes. beautiful. I just want we, you to know that. We all have to go through Ron's
2: setup. So the fact that you guys can hear us and you can't hear him, it, it's it's uh,
1: both frustrating and quite amusing. Um, it's but the thing is, it's not the first time.
0: No, and just
1: needs to look at the mixer and check something because every time oh, okay. that this happens, he looks at off. the mixer and checks something and everything is better. Yeah. Do you have a button pressed that you shouldn't have pressed? Because that's a problem that I have frequently.
0: Now, you remember the two buttons um, I, I've told you all about? There you go. The two buttons I told you about. Those buttons stay just like that. Under no circumstances do they get changed.
1: Except that this... Has yeah. happened more than once, so obviously things have been pressed.
0: <sighs> when they're pressed, basically
2: negates any outward. Audio I, for the but I guess we're separate inputs, so.
1: Yeah, and Ichigo got really low.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, I can, turn, I can turn it up a little bit. I didn't want to blow anybody's
1: ears out with my. No, fabulous trust, voice.
0: Trust me, you, you, you cannot. Alright.
2: I know, you see him raging silently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Try not to cry. Oh.
1: Alright. I feel
0: like Rodney Dangerfield. I get no respect at all. None <laughs> no, whatsoever.
1: no respect, Ronma. None. None. There, there's a reason for that,
0: though. <laughs> Just remember who sat there and toiled over your machine, okay? and i'm very thankful
1: for you for working you, on peridot for me you sure as but
0: hell don't sound thankful
1: right now <laughs> i am thankful but Lies. the point is i don't get to screw with Not you enough. like this very often okay okay, so okay to be able to really you know <laughs> screw with you while this is going on and just see you seething in the background and knowing that you can't hit me for things that I say is a glorious, <laughs> glorious thing.
2: Social distancing apparently in this case is quite a blessing. So...
0: You, but you forget. I can still come after you, so <laughs> Yeah, okay. but not
1: anytime soon. <laughs> if if
2: for some reason you guys hear Ranma come up at all, let me let us know. Um, that that is the joy again of live podcasting and English the the language. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, uh, wait, wait
0: wait wait hold it. I think I see what happened here. So Streamlabs made some. There's some audio settings change. On oh. That. There we labs go. updates are super great. Yeah. It's there's there is a sec, there's supposed to be two inputs going. One for speaker and one for microphone. The microphone one is not showing up
2: cool that's always fun gotta love uh gotta love that so what has happened is that his microphone input on his slobs which is the broadcasting software he uses uh apparently disappeared into the nether so that is why you can't hear him
0: okay all right so we should be good now can y'all hear him now oh oh oh, they better oh
2: they better (laughs)
1: Don't threaten the people yeah, listening. Don't in.
2: threaten the listenership. You know what? <laughs> we must protect them.
0: Okay. Oh, we hear Rama now. Yay! You know, so you're absolutely right. I should not be threatening the people that watch our show. I, I'm not Trump. I'm not that type of person. I really. Uh, shouldn't I, be I right. was going to say
2: maybe Philip DeFranco. I mean, he threatens to choke out a lot of his listenership. I mean, if that's yeah, what you're you have into.
0: But do understand? What a safe DeFranco. word. Um, See, but you have to understand, so Philip DeFranco makes a lot of sense, all right? That is somebody who says, shut up and listen. You shut up and you listen. It's well, true. guess
1: what? Shut up and listen. Let's get on with the show. Oh, yeah, let's go, no. now that we are all heard.
0: All right, anywho. Uh, Despite all the technical difficulties and so forth, we are live tonight, week of January 23rd, 2020, right here on Twitch TV. You can follow us every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11, right here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We are also hosted and brought together with the amazing people over at the Voice of Geeks Network. You can find them at Vognetwork.com as well as um, Twitch TV slash Vognetwork. Definitely check them out there. Our lineup starts on Sundays with the Bobby Blackwell Show and Orange Lounge Radio, and I'm going to slap you for that comment, Mako.
1: <laughs> I made no comments.
0: I'm not blind, you know.
1: Um, take your glasses off and say that again.
0: <laughs> you, okay. I can still see what you can what you're saying because uh, the screen's right here. So
2: when I take my glasses off, all I see are tribbles. So.
0: Well, <laughs> um, I would. It would be a lot better if you were able to see. Um, what do you call? wise instead of triples, but just don't get them wet.
2: Oh yeah, or feed them chocolate after midnight. That is like your first mistake.
0: Definitely. So, anywho, Ari is taking the night off tonight, and and I got I, and I got to tell you, he's taking time off the same reason, similar reasons as to why Wild Spice is taking time off from the show and everything. From time to time. The way life has been for not just us, but everybody in general, you gotta just take a break from it all. And that's the best thing to do. For some reason, for me, I work in utter reverse. I have to work in order to keep going till I hit that point of where, okay, I'm absolutely done. I am going to go lay down. Watch TV for a few hours and let and just ride this out so I can get back up and run about my day. So anywho, now that we got that out the way, uh let's go around the room with uh how was your week? How was your day? Mako chan.
1: Um well as you can see <laughs> things have been made pretty. Um so that was basically uh my week besides working and uh, doing stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I, I I know this is going to come as a complete surprise to people that have been listening to the show, but I've been reading supernatural fan fiction. Complete surprise, I know. Yeah, no, the
0: complete surprise
1: is when it's not smutty. Well, I, I don't base mm-hmm. good fiction... Yeah. Or stories on the amount of smut. The Mm -hmm. smut is like the icing on an amazing cake. Mm -hmm. It's good if you know it's good to have it, but the cake should speak for itself.
0: Mm -hmm. As
1: long as it's not a lie.
0: Well, that's because the pie is constant.
1: Well, depending on the pie, the pie could be a cake. Because cheesecake is technically a pie cake. Yeah, cheesecake
0: is
1: good. It is good, but mm-hmm. technically because it's custard in a crust, but it's called a cake because you, yeah, it, it's 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 both. But okay. anyway, yes. Um. Anyway, yes. Um. Yay. <laughs> I, I lost my track of thought. Um, oh, speaking of, I did speak with Wild Spice and told her that we missed her, and she says that she would like to come back at some point well, like, and play with us.
0: Well, she could take as well. The door always open, so I just need her to come on the show a little bit early so I can properly tessellate the screens. But other than that, hey.
1: Yeah, she's currently playing Final Fantasy VII on her stream which I was watching before we started the podcast and I was talking to her and I told her that we missed her because we do. Damn right and I don't I care guess. I don't care if you agree with me or not, screw you.
0: Why would I disagree?
1: I don't know. You have this weird thing with your kid. Who knows?
0: Well eh At least Anyway, be- next. Yes, Ichigo. you go. How was your week? How was your day? And while you do that, yeah. I'm going to grab something to drink.
2: Okay, uh, it was okay, I guess. Um, I've been playing a lot with my technical inputs, um, and we're going to try and get my wireless mic working so that I can actually be doing stuff in my studio while I'm here. Um, so basically what I've been doing is creating myself a fabric library, which required me to do a lot of measuring and a lot of noodling and a lot of, um, wrapping fabric on, uh, comic book boards, acid-free comic book boards. I know, mon dieu, comic book boards and fabric. Oh my gosh. But, um, yeah, so that's basically been, most of my week has been reorganizing that and working on commissions because I work from home. So my job is here (laughs) but i'm hoping to in the next few weeks get ramped up and do some gaming soon we hope
0: all right now that i got my uh cold beverage out of the fridge my weekend day has been interesting to say the least where i spent most of it hanging out with mako chan just trying to keep cabin fever at a dull roar and just trying to keep you know some type of sort of semblance of of a routine, quote unquote. But as you can see, we'll talk about that in when we do um, our geek roundtable and housekeeping. You know what I've been up to. But other than that, um, that's been it. And just slowly counting down the days until I can put the air conditioner in the window, which for me is a great thing. But it'll suck when I start doing the podcast this summer, sitting here for ninety minutes of. A sweltering heat but I have a backup box fan and if it's not too loud I'm probably gonna have it over there in the corner sending air over here so I can kind of stay cool so that's basically yeah the gist of it. yeah
2: get getting good lighting even if it's LED lighting plus comfort in a podcast setting or a even a twitch streaming setting is hard because you have so much uh, heat buildup and I'm already, like, miserable, like, peel off my lizard skin, I am done when it is summertime. And it is already getting to those, like, miserable temperatures. Um, so, see, so See,
0: when I came home last night, I walked in my house, I was just like, oh my god, it is hot. But I realized my house has been basically has been closed for about five days except for the one window. So now it's not so bad. You know, I do have that one LED light that's on, but it's only at, it's like at ten percent, so it's not so bad. You know. Anywho, oh, moving right along here, uh, housekeeping. Um, as we as we start to come down to the end of Wrath Month, it's no longer Pride Month; it's Wrath Month. Let me just say. We are all human. Treat your fellow human with respect. If you want all lives to matter, look at the header. Black lives must matter first. Once you get that figured out, we can rock and roll. And that's basically the gist of it. Um, uh, I don't know if we're taking any upcoming breaks, but we'll see how things are going. Um, I, I, I think we're good for the most part. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and skip it up to uh, Geek Roundtable. This is a part of the show where we show off cool stuff that we have. And we talk about geeky stuff, you know, for we kind of go off the rails for a little bit. And because Sunday was Father's Day, we're going to discuss briefly best and worst dads of anime. But before we get to that, let's talk about some of the cool shit. Mako?
1: Yes?
0: Okay, why, why don't you tell our participating audience what the cool, glowy green thing is?
1: The cool, glowy green thing is porn. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, for, for,
0: well, for the record, if you think about it, it kind of sort of is. Yes,
1: yeah, so everybody say hello to Peridot. Um Ronma was kind enough to uh, build her from parts that I purchased. Um, he finished it off this weekend, well, mostly finished it off this weekend, um, and then I had to add my little sticker decorations because Paridot needed to, you know, be on there, so I have some Peridot on my Peridot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, it, it's definitely, like, I my favorite color is green, and my builds that uh, Ranma has done for me so far have usually been centered around uh sailor jupiter mm-hmm. um but wanting to do something different but also wanting to keep with my you know my green theme and the whole fact that you can see everything in there and it's all mechanical and beautiful i went with peridot and she's pretty and she's so quiet
0: and it's and the, and the, what's great is the fact that when you do your briefly, when you do computer builds and you get into the fans, there's always software that tells you how to run the fans at certain speeds and so forth. But these are these are higher grade fans you can see here that I got from Corsair, and they're running at default speeds across the board, which is great. I mean, Marco knows how to adjust the speeds if if things if if, if need be, but everything is fine. I know I had trouble getting the pattern down correctly for the theme, you know, for the RGB theme, which I tried to duplicate on my own machine, Fallen Angel, but I just can't get it right, so I'll just keep playing around with it, so. I should have copied your Parrot theme and just tried to do something with it on this side, so. Oh, well, I
1: can tell you the options that you chose.
0: Well, I duplicated those, so. I'm, mm. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go into some custom things and probably play around with that tonight for a little bit before I continue my binge of The Sopranos. So, all right, Ichigo, what what do you have? To, what, what's up with you tonight for Geek Roundtable?
2: Um, I guess I did find this today when I was looking for my microphone. Eventually, it'll go on a backpack, but it is a really neat um, woven fabric patch that was, I think, laser cut. Um, by an artist from, uh, I want to say that this was the last uh, con that I went to in person. This might have been Katsukon this year, or it might have been, uh, I want to say, Otakon last year. And if I find the artist information, I'll let you guys know. But I really love uh, Sphinxes, because they look like wrinkly little scrotums. And um, I just, I love wrinkly animals. So like pugs, French bulldogs, and, and sphinxes and, and all the like oriental short hairs and things like that. So um, I like to find things that are gothy and witchy and stuff like that because that's, I mean, that's kind of who I am. So uh, yeah, that was just this badge that's really cute. She's gonna go on a backpack of some sort in the future um, to denote the backpack is mine. So yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, And then of course I have been working on what I mentioned earlier is creating my Beauty and the Beast style fabric library. No, I'm kidding. But uh, my fabric library for myself, which entailed a lot of labor, um, re-wrapping fabric onto uh, comic book boards, which for those who do collect comics are acid-free and they um, help to organize fabric a little bit more evenly. Um, I've been doing a lot of research trying to get my space more organized, so it is much more functional. And uh, it, that style has actually gone really well. So I got myself some baker shells and I put them up and they fit like chef's kiss, like perfectly together. I was so proud of myself. And uh, now it's just a matter of rewrapping everything. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you guys have any projects that you're working on, share them in chat. Um, or definitely contact us in social media. I love seeing projects in progress, so
0: Definitely indeed. So I, I guess I've been I've been collecting stuff, you know, here and there, so just sitting on, on cool stuff I've been receiving left and right. Um when I went out to uh, Mako Chan to finish working on her on her build oh, excuse me. I collected my birthday gift from her and it was there was a few things in there. But this one most importantly is really cool. Um, Death Scythe Hell. This is actually the second Gundam kit I've actually owned. The first one is somewhere in that closet on the top shelf. And I don't and I think there's a piece that broke over it won't properly assemble, so I'm not too worried about it. But this is really cool. So thank you very much, Mako.
1: You're welcome. I think that's the SD version. I know you yeah. were into the Gundam SD yeah, I, series. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. So I
1: figured getting you the SD version would uh, be right up your alley.
0: I mean, I like it as much as the regular series, but I thought SD Gundam was awesome. So it, it, it got a lot of flack in the States. So I will be assembling this. I might do a, a, fee, a, a stream of me assembling it. I haven't decided and if I do, I just gotta figure out where I am going to put it. I'm running out of space on my display case, so <laughs> I, I mean I got I, I got I got the Nendroid from Kurohikari John. I got my Asuka figurine. I got my oh, What's that girl from Akira Kill Kill? Oh, oh I can't Well I got that figurine. I also got to put together a symbol. and I think I have another one sitting back there, behind, behind, over there, that's off screen from the camera that has to be assembled. Oh yeah, my Tamari figurine, yeah. If you look above my head, you know, going this way, you'll see like boxes of, of, of a couple of figurines that needs to be assembled. And if we see in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash anime jam session, Theo X75, in response to Ichigo's patch, it's Beerus, and he's going to use Solar Flare. All right, so normally we don't have topics for Geek Roundtable, and if we do have a topic, it's something that's come up that we're going to discuss briefly along with everything else. But I figure, you know, since it was Father's Day, thus the title of today's episode, um, we're not going to discuss all of the best and worst dads of anime. We're just going to discuss a couple of them and, and our thoughts on it for, for, for the most part. Now, Ari Rockville had in our chat before he called it a night saying, if his Goku is a bad father, I'll spirit bomb you myself. Well. Yeah, I,
1: well let's be honest here. Yeah. He's a meh father. Yeah, He gives a damn. He actually... You know, cares about his kids, but at the same time, it's like, oh, we're going to let this alien that, you know, wanted to at one point kill me mm-hmm. babysit you. Have fun. Yeah,
0: Goku is the type of father where he will take care of his family, his kids, and his friends, but he has to go off and handle business first. It's sort of like. He's kind of like Tony Soprano in a way. Tony loves his family, but the business comes first, you know. Goku's that kind of a father, but 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 let's let's be real. We all know who Go, Gohan's real father is, uh, you know. Or or to quote from Guardians of the Galaxy, he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy.
1: Yeah, we all know that Mr. Piccolo was the only one at certain points of his life yeah. that actually gave a crap.
0: Yeah. As Bob Coffee says in our chat room, Gohan's real daddy is Piccolo. Okay, so now I I don't know if there are really any good fathers in anime that I've watched recently. I mean I mean if we get um I believe Stone Ocean animated. I guess you could say, uh, jo- um, Jotaro Kujo is a good father to Jolene for, to a certain aspect. You know, I guess you could go with that. Um, if we look at Genma Salto, decent father at best. Remember, this is a guy who traded his son for, for for pickles or or dumplings or something like that. Remember, he did that. Soon Tendo is a decent father at best. He does what he can. Very over emotional, but you know. Um, Gendo Ikari. <laughs> yeah, that's somebody that would definitely would get um asshole father of the year. Um, Show Tucker. This is a guy who who fused his daughter. With their pet, for the sake of science. Um, Michael, do you remember Ed Edward's father? What's his name? Oh, H- Hohenheim. Hohenheim. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think Hohenheim is kind of Gendama Gendoish. I, I guess
1: it depends on which series you're actually looking at. Okay. Um, In one of the series, he basically, you know, walked away and went, oops. In the other series, he basically walked away and went, oops, and then went, oh, well, you know, technically, God made me do it. So, I mean, either way, it was kind of crappy, but, Mm -hmm. you know, at least in one, he wasn't blaming others for his issues, Although that, that whole thing was really screwy with him, so at this point, who knows? Um, he, he kind of, you know, was not himself, I guess you could
0: say. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's skip over a little bit now. Uh, Sailor Moon, Usagi's father. I think that's the only father that I know of that is actually a good dad. Then again, he didn't do anything that gives him the title of a bad dad either. So,
1: No, he was just kind of there. And while he, I mean, you, you have to look at the culture. Um, while, you know, her mom was able to be a stay at home mom. Yeah. Um, most of the, fathers in the Japanese culture are the ones that basically are stuck at work mm-hmm. so you know he was the breadwinner he was the one that took care of the house mm-hmm. so you know it, it it's not that he was a bad father more that he was just a typical Japanese father
2: he was kind of a placeholder father too because he wasn't even a real dad I know that's like its so weird of, I'm saying this like you're not my real dad but, like, he was a placeholder father, so it was kind of one of those instances where it it was kind of like he went through the motions as well. It wasn't just the fact that, like, he was a Japanese breadwinner father, and he came home to his stay-at-home wife. It was that she had been inserted into this, I don't want to call it a false reality, because it was a reincarnation. But, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of lore we could get into with this, and I just think he was a placeholder dad.
0: And as Bons of Six says in our chat room, uh, Shitty Dad Award segment. Kinda. There's, uh, he mentioned Shinji's dad, which we covered. Uh, Ash's father, well... mm, Yami dad, and Kogame dad? I don't know who those two are. Not off the top of my head. But, I mean, if we're going to talk more... Probably Yami
2: from Yu-Gi-Oh! Probably. And then, uh... Kogami, is that... I, uh, I don't one. remember that name, but i I think I know the character
0: uh do he's dad we got in our chat room here that's a good one um How about Vegeta
1: Not for nothing as, as gruff as he is yeah. Vegeta's actually a pretty kick ass dad
0: yes he gives trunks shit because he knows trunks can do it and he wi- and he, he will he will kill somebody over his daughter he will.
1: Yeah, not for nothing, yeah, but yeah. that kid has him wrapped around her finger.
0: Mm-hmm. Because that's th- th- because that's Daddy's little girl, so you know he's going to go to the ends of the earth for her. So yeah, Bob Coffee says Vegeta turned from complete asshole to pretty good dad. Yeah, I I get that. Yeah, that's fair. To- fair enough for me.
1: And for Kagome, like, is that? Kagome? Yes. That you were trying to say that?
0: Kagome and and Yugi from Yu Gi Oh. Oh no, it's
2: Kogame. K O G A M E. Oh, okay. Mm. Kagome from Inuyasha, different character, I think.
0: Basically, uh, anime dads are, 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 are plot devices for the most part.
1: Yeah, I would agree on that for sure. Anime I mean, dads are plot devices and all anime moms that die have the same haircut. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I mean as long as it's not the Karen speak to your manager haircut, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> um I, I
2: I would say yeah that's a I mean that's a pretty good descriptive is that like most anime dads are either placeholders or they are plot devices. So like you uh, is it Lieutenant Hughes? Yes. Like he's, he's died, a great father.
0: But he's, he was a yeah. good dad. Yes. Yes, because let's be real. Everybody that watched Full Metal Alchemist or Brotherhood shed a tear when he died. Okay? Yep. Oh,
1: Bleach? Uh, I guess Ichigo's dad? He's actually not a bad dad. Just lazy. Um, While he does get on his son's case, he knows why like he 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 knows what's going on so it, it's not like he's really getting on his son's case it's he's making sure that his son can handle everything oh um oh. i know some parents that are really good mako chan's parents from kill A kill
2: like that family cute as shit like best oh, family Oh
0: yeah yeah, also. Also. yeah yeah definitely so are we kind of done talking about dads for now yeah i mean yeah. Uh,
2: if you want to drop any bad dads or rad dads hashtag rad dads um <laughs> <laughs> start that down. no i'm kidding but um yeah i think we're good
0: definitely all right let's go ahead and cover tonight's uh topics uh first topic is all you mako i believe it D- is it uh yes
1: Is it? Because when I checked, I I wasn't... None of the names were on them.
0: I put the names in the last hour.
1: Okie dokie. So, uh, yeah. So, Crunchyroll Expo, uh, that is moving online. They announced it on Thursday that they are going to go online, and it will be September 4th through 6th. They're going to have guest panels, interactive events special announcements, and other content. Uh, They will reveal more information come mid-July. They announced it on um, June 3rd that they were going to end up having to cancel the physical expo due to, obviously, everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, That way, you know, they didn't, you know, screw with the health of anybody. They, you know, just announced, though uh, in the last couple of days that they have decided to move it to an online venue. Um, and again, they said they would release more information. They did say though, that they're, uh, they will be doing a physical expo that will take place August 6th through 8th of 2021. Um, so that anybody that needs to, you know, look into that, they can start on that one. I mean, I I think it's kind of awesome that all of these conventions are at least trying to do something. It sucks for the people that vend, because obviously they aren't able to get the exposure um, that being at the convention handles. So I hope that these very large conventions that are doing things online will highlight Um, their vendors websites or Etsy's or whatever, just so that the people that would normally be making some money can continue to make some money. I mean, It's it's nice that they're bringing in, you know, the, the voice actors and stuff like that, because they too do rely on these conventions to supplement their income because you know it's it's well known that at least with uh, anime voice acting that it it it's it's you have to have a passion for it. You're not making tons of money. Mm-hmm. It's different for the ones that do video gaming, just because there's so much extra that needs to be done for that. They do make more money. So I mean, it's nice to see that they will be able to um, be able to be in on these uh, virtual conventions to make some of their money. But unfortunately, a lot of the shops that you may love seeing at conventions, um, they, they might not be coming back once everything goes physical again.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I honestly, um, having been a vendor at conventions and, and observing the, uh, I guess, the way that things seem to be developing and the progress was the word I was looking for. Um, is basically that a lot of these people are either going to go under, they're either leaving the um, leaving the business, or they are trying to hunker down and get a better internet pre- internet presence. But the problem with that is, um, as far as online presence, there's an issue with the fact that they're not going to get the same sales and they're not going to get the same uptick of um, of of interaction and and kind of those offhanded purchases you do at conventions we all I know all y'all listeners do it when it's the Sunday of the convention and you go hunt hip hop hunting for your little plushies. <laughs> but <laughs> that's basically the interaction you won't get anymore and the fact that you can cross check prices as a consumer well you know I mean I, I do that at conventions because I am happy to wait Um, but I know with conventions when, especially if you can get like $20 off, 50% off, whatever, and you're looking for that one specific thing you can't find anywhere and it's there and it's instant and it's now, and you can have it in your hot little dancing phalanges. Um, you know, it's, it's that impromptu, that kind of impulse that a lot of vendors kind of counted on. And the fact that internet purchases don't really counterbalance that has killed a lot of business as far as um the ones that would go even the rent fair circuit is actually suffering because rent fairs are closed for the year because they're one of those cases where even though they have brick and mortar buildings they have wooden buildings outposts whatever you want to call them they're still suffering because the face-to-face interaction is is where you get that rapport that building of consumer relationships to have people and families go oh my god you know I remember this and I have such a a tie to this and now I have a toddler and I want to get the same thing for them but you can't really do that with the internet because there's not that there's not that same connection so let me know in chat what you guys think
0: I, I, you, know, I, you know what it is it's also the fact that you know let's be real the fandom is lazy it's like you'll sit there I mean we're all guilty of it like right now you're watching our show and you're interacting with us um if I were to put links on click if I could put clickable links on our stream for y'all to check out some of the sponsors and stuff maybe a couple of y'all will click on them and check it out and it's and I get it looking at something online is not the same as being able to pick it up and look at it and see this is a great deal and then you're like well why should I go to this site when Amazon may have it cheaper for X amount of dollars yeah but they won't have one thing Amazon will not have is great original swag by talented Mm -hmm. people in artist alley Like, go go on Etsy look at all those amazing um, masks and like patches and stuff you're not going to find that on Amazon. Okay, you will, but you won't find it as good as that. You know, you'll find And it
2: might be stolen merchandise yes. and stuff like that because unfortunately a lot of artists are really suffering. It's not so much the vendors that are mm-hmm. suffering because they aren't really usually the good vendors aren't usually selling bootleg merchandise, but fan art is yeah. one of those gray areas that's kind of in the bootleg arena to mm-hmm. a point. I mean, it's it's a fan rendition of a character that's owned by somebody's IP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what that basically means is, yes, it's bootleg, but at conventions, there's a certain amount of parody. There's a certain amount of art and artistic reference that the artists are able to do it. But the problem is now, if you go online and you try to sell it online, you're going to have issues with, them cracking down on you, giving you DMCA's and, and coming at you with lawyers, and this is for everybody. Etsy cracks down on it, eBay cracks down on it. There's really no place you can do it, except your own shop, but the problem is, they'll still pursue you there. The internet has less of a buffer for them though, because... Well, wait, wait, ex- wait,
0: hold, hold hold it. Now, on the whole aspect of like Etsy and Amazon catching you, well, companies like Viz, Funimation, um, Aniplex and all of them. They have bots checking for this that reports back to the lawyers. And when you open your own site, you can get away with this for X amount of time because the, the bots are not going to know to go to your site unless somebody reports the site to them and they're like yeah, no, you can't do that. So
2: That's what happened Um, if any of you were paying attention when Star Wars, the newest one, just came out. That Yoda baby doll Well, everybody and their mother were Mm -hmm. making Yoda baby doll Mm -hmm. uh, merchandise because they hadn't even had time. I I guess uh, when Disney produced it, they had had a problem. They'd lagged in producing merchandise, I think, because they didn't think it was going to be so popular. And then as soon as they saw that it became popular, they were insisting on DMCA's and things like that. But the problem now is that because Etsy and eBay allow pre-manufactured stuff, this wasn't just your mom's sister's cousin making a doll out of her desk or basement. Mm. These were Chinese and, and Taiwanese and multiple factories, Indian factories, Mexican factories, and American factories, all making these things in mass production. Wait, wait, and production. wait,
0: wait, wait. Not, not everybody was doing that. A lot of the ones that were shut down, these were done by handmade people. Now, those right, yeah, who, who, now now who outsourced that, I give them credit because that's ingenuity right there. yeah Yeah.
2: but yeah so it that's the problem now is that there's not really a safe space for vendors online unless you make your own website because a lot of the vendors now are dealing with the fact that they're having to fight against these factories and things like that that etsy is basically just a hipster ebay at this point um you can go to store envy and shopify and square but again there's not really a huge following there's not really a searchable like multi-vendor platform on those particular settings so when you go to look for them it's not like you can go okay um baddie goth hair clip and it's going to come up with 20 different you know alternatives to that um so it's it's frustrating for a lot of vendors at least from what i'm seeing because a lot of them are down significantly and i don't see i see the bubble bursting once and the fact that there's no real platform that these conventions follow and these are even conventions that i've volunteered with these are virtual events i've done online they don't support their vendors enough and i know part of that is because they do have to make money so if you're not a sponsor it's kind of hey you showed up yay participation prize
0: now to to interject um bonds six says china nyc is a forefront of counterfeit products well, I mean, there was a time I could go down to Chinatown and pick up a polo shirt for, like, seven bucks, you know. and I think I may still have one or two of them in my closet to this day. Now, I mean, it's not as bad as it once was, but, yeah, I remember buying a lot of bootleg anime merch down there, so... Well,
2: and if if you want to check out more information on stuff like this, I will refer you to, I believe the Netflix documentary is called Rotten, and they actually do talk about counterfeit makeup and counterfeit products and the ports in, specifically they talked about California, but the ports in New York, the ports in Baltimore, and places like that that are going to accept big, big trucks or those big multi-ton containers shipping containers of stuff yep. they can't go through them but if you want to learn more about that go check out rotten on netflix it's a great series of documentaries and you can even just have it playing on in the background while you're doing other things all right
0: now that we got that um going um Itchigo, what's going on with up with ghibli's first cg film ghibli oh i'm so
2: excited that uh the, the studio is still working i'm excited to see this um it is called their first uh ghibli or ghibli unveiled their first visuals from their first cg feature earwig and the witch studio ghibli and nhk posted the first visuals from the studio's first cg feature goro miyazaki's anime of diana wynne jones's earwig and the witch or aya tomajo novel on friday um
0: there are a lot of
2: chat in our group chat here so so the the site's name uh i'm not sure are you just talking about the particular site for the documentary or sorry i'm just trying i'm catching up with chat but um koro miyazaki the son of jibli's co-founder hayao miyazaki commented that japan has many adults but few children Due to the declining birth rates and longer life expectancy, so it's tough to be a child today. He was pondering this when he first encountered the character Earwig. It was then he realized that she would be ideal for these times, as he imagined how she would deal with troublesome adults. The director hopes from the bottom of his heart that our cheeky, yet cute Earwig will encourage children and cheer adults up." Um, Eurig and the Witch adapts Diana Wynne-Jones' novel of the same name. The 82-minute feature will have its television premiere on NHK's general channel this winter. Goro Miyazaki is directing the movie as the studio's first full 3D CG feature. And Hayao Miyazaki is credited for the movie's planning and development. Studio Ghibli's co-founder Toshi Suzuki is producing. French distributor Wild Bunch International is serving as its international sales agent. Jones published the novel in 2011 and published Harper Collins describes the story. Uh, not every orphan would love living in St. Morwald's home for children, but Yearwig does. She gets whatever she wants, whatever she wants, and it's been that way since she was dropped on the orphanage doorstep as a baby. But all that changes the day Bella Yaga and the Mandrake come to St. Morwald's, disguised as foster parents. Earwig is whisked away off to their mysterious house full of invisible rooms, potions, and spellbooks, with magic around every corner. Most children would run in terror from a house like that, but not Earwig. Using her own cleverness, with a lot of help from the talking cat, she decides to show the witch who's boss. Jones Howl's Moving Castle also inspired the 2004 anime film by Hayao Miyazaki of the same name, and the film earned an Academy Award nomination for Best Animated Feature. Moro Miyazaki directed Tales from Earthsea and From Up on Poppy Hill anime films at Studio Ghibli and also directed the International Emmy Award-winning Ronja, the Robber's Daughter CG anime series at Polygon Pictures with assistance from the studio. Hayao Miyazaki's first CG animated work was 2018's Ghibli's Museum short *Boro, the Caterpillar and he is directing a new feature film, Kimitachi wa Dokuiru Ikiruka or How Do You Live? Suzuki reported in May that the staff has completed 36 minutes of the movie so far and is hoping to finish it in the next three years. So yay, we have more to look forward to from Ghibli. Um, So definitely keep an eye out for them in 2023.
0: Definitely. And as you can see here, I posted a picture in our um, Twitch stream here so you can check, check, check it out. And I'm looking at it and the first thing that comes to mind is Dragon Quest. Or some people may n- you know it as Dragon Warrior. Why? As you know, all the animated animations and artwork for the Dragon Warrior Quest series is done by Akira Toriyama of Dragon Ball Z fame. It's just that the main here- girl here, the art- the style kind of reminds me of that. So I think that's really cool. And if that's what the CG is looking forward to, looking at, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing this film.
2: It definitely harks back to their traditional style, and it definitely adds to it instead of taking away, which I've seen with multiple other anime uh, studios and companies, where when you go from 2D to 3D or CG, even just sell animation, it can take away. So it's kind of cool to see that this is their new evolution, and I hope that it only goes up from here.
0: (laughs) You and me both, so you and me both. So, see what is this what in the world is this thing doing so i'm I'm looking at audition and for some reason it doesn't look like it's recording yeah it's recording okay all right sometimes when it's running in real time i can't tell (laughs) so anywho uh, moving right along uh we talked about this a few episodes back about the new transformer series that's coming to netflix but unfortunately It's going to be temporarily delayed. Now, the reason why it's going to be delayed is because they did not finish the foreign dubs of the series. And that Netflix is requiring foreign dubs to be completed before a show is launched. So that way, all language... So that that if it's going to premiere in different countries with that language, it can all hit at once. Which, to me, it does make sense. Now, if you watch an animated show on on netflix basically the shows that are a netflix original presentation series if you watch it like any episode and you don't skip to the next one it'll show you the credits for like the english spanish french uh chinese japanese portuguese brazilian dutch all of them i'm just saying this is a- Eight, nine different but you'll see all of that come through. And I think this is kind of a cool thing. So, it's, and here's something interesting to connect back to what Ichigo was saying about um, Ghibli's uh, CG film that's being that, that one of the companies that helped work on one of them, uh, Polygon Pictures, they're also working on the Transformers series as well in conjunction with uh, Rooster Teeth, which is kind of interesting. So, basically, because of quarantine, the dubs couldn't be completed. And for a lot of times, you know, you got to be in the studio in order to dub the series. So not every company will allow, you know, voice actors to dub the lines at home and then send it in. And then whoever the engineer is plays around with it and tries to get it just right, you know, which is understandable at, at that point. So basically, once that's done, it'll will it'll come out. Uh, Polygon Pictures, who is basically who's working on this, switched all their employees to remote work on April eighth, and then extended the remote work period through to May twentieth. So, and I and what's interesting is I think Sunday or yesterday I saw like a clip or something like that that the episodes are going to be on Netflix. Uh, sometime in July so if that's what it is I'm kind of cool about it so I will definitely be looking forward to watching this series
1: yeah this is definitely one that I'm looking forward to
0: and just, just so you know if you haven't seen the trailer go check it out the series is a little bit more grittier than what you have normally seen from the live action films and prior animated series so Forward. All right, Mako, it's on you.
1: Uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk about Free Comic Book Day, and it's a little weird. So, the original event ended up having to be postponed. But Diamond Comic Distributors, uh, they announced on Thursday that the annual Free Comic Book Day was going to be rebranded to Free Comic Book Summer. So from July 15th to September 9th, um, it will be going through, you know, various areas and um, capacity, obviously, um, but they will be ordering, uh, they will, there will be offers of 47 titles available for free at various participating local comic shops, and this is going to be worldwide. So this year's events are going to include Naruto, Samurai 8, um, The Legend of Zelda, Splatoon, Fox, the Fox and Little Tanuki, and Sue and Tai Chan. So they're basically saying, "Hey, um, you know, things are going to be different this year. We completely understand. Um, they're going to be doing this basically to try and get more people to come into the comic book stores, where a lot of people might not necessarily want to. Um, so your titles are going to vary from shop to shop." They are uh, the retailers are encouraged to release the books as they see fit for their unique circumstances. So, obviously, this could be something like you know, once a week that they're going to put something new out in order to have people come in. It could be more along the lines of you know, a big event once a month, but they're allowing the comic book stores, their owners, to really go ahead and cater to themselves as long as they're going to continue to participate.
0: Right? I, I Which, think that's pretty cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's, it's really cool.
0: Alright, let's see what is next on the list. Okay, Mock. Ma- okay, Ichigo. I know this yep. isn't one of your fandoms, but, you know, this, this has become quite popular in recent weeks, so... Yeah,
2: the spin-off for those in chat who have not been following us the last few uh, times we've talked about this. Inuyasha's anime is having a spin-off coming up quite soon. Uh, Yasahime Princess Half-Demon airs on Saturdays this fall. The official website for Yasahime Princess Half-Demon, Hanyo no Yashahime, the new anime spin-off of Rumika Takahashi's Inuyasha series, Revealed on Monday that the fall anime will air on the YTV-NTV network on Saturdays at 5.30 p.m. Japan Standard Time or 4.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or yeah Eastern Mm -hmm. Daylight Time. In addition the Inuyasha the Final Act anime series will start re-airing on YTV's late night Manpa time slot on Mondays in the Kansai area on June 29th. Each episode of Inuyasha, the final act, will then stream for free on one week, oh, for one week, in Japan on the YTV, My Do, My Do? Exclamation mark, or the TV or the Giao services. It's probably
0: the Viz, streaming services, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's the different streaming mm. services. So Viz has the rights to the digital streaming uh, and home video of the anime in North and Latin American territories. Uh, Teru, Teruo Sato, or Inuyasha's episode director, is directing the anime at Sunrise, and Katsuyuki Sumisawa is in charge of the series scripts after doing the same for Inuyasha and Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. Takahashi herself is credited as the main character designer with Yoshihito. Oh gosh. Hisunuma. Hishinuma. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Uh, and from Yakitate, Japan, City Hunter Shinjuku Private Eyes, and returning to Inuyasha to adapt her designs for animation, Keoru Wada or Three by Three or Three Three Eyes uh, Battle Angel, the file for, of young Kindaichi is also back for Inuyasha to compose the mu- music. What's interesting
0: uh, is that. When you said three by three eyes, I realized I had all four OV, OAVs on DVD, still sealed, sitting on my shelf.
2: I I liked the yeah. uh, style for this series. I it's one of those series that I never really got a chance to watch. Um, but I did love that kind of era of um, animation. So like that Double Hunter Yoko, mm. City Hunters, those kind of things. Um, Battle Angel is one of my first ones. So. That really, I don't know. I feel like the evolution of anime from the like early mid-80s to the early 90s differs exponentially. And I I really like the animation from that time, so I definitely need to go back and watch that one.
0: Yeah. Now, now here is my, my thing. Now, everybody is talking about how, how Rumiko Takahashi is spearheading this. She is not. She just, does the, the character designs... Handed him over and says, do as you want. This is basically the GT of Inuyasha. And as I was saying to Mako-chan over the weekend about this, the fact that despite the character designs and the storylines of Yashihime, the important question was: is, who fucked Sesshomaru? Okay? And I'm just like that's the question you're asking despite everything else that's the that's what's on everybody's mind
1: and my answer to that was everybody
0: (laughs) god you make it sound like that he's 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 zeus or something like that
1: i mean not 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 to that extent Mm. um if we're gonna look at that i would definitely say more of a hades type okay um yeah, and even that isn't a really good, you know, comparison. He was very—he <laughs> was very conceited in the series. Mm-hmm. And his big thing was, he did want to procreate, but didn't really want a relationship. Basically,
0: and, he wanted
1: to hit it and quit it. Well, he wanted to preserve his bloodline. Which, you know, for feudal Japan, that was a big thing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was a lord, he wanted to preserve his bloodline.
0: Right.
1: So, you know, that would be the big thing for him. But he did not want to sully himself with a lesser demon. So, you know, he was attempting to find a demon worthy of basically being a brood mare. Mm-hmm. Um in the series itself, he treated Rin as a ward. It wasn't until after the series, you know, the those spin-off kind of things right. where the whole Rin thing became, you know, maybe he had feelings. I really hope they don't go that way.
0: I hear you.
2: I, I you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And that's the downside is that uh, in a lot of those, uh, in a lot of historic cultures, especially, you see that, I mean, even in European cultures, like Sweeney Todd, like the whole, like, oh, he's her ward, but, uh, which is like completely creepy and wrong. Um, because the power dynamic and the age dip, like, the whole thing where, like, leave children alone, damn it. Um, But basically, the fact that it is kind of, it's not standard in the historic culture, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go that direction with it because of um, introducing a new, like, lesser demon might be really weird.
0: See, see, now, now, here's the thing. If they do go that way, Japanese fans will get it and totally will understand. Mm-hmm. American some American fans will understand. But then you got that little section of American fans that are going to get all pissy saying that Sesho groomed her and all of that. You know, these are the same people that I, that said that Tuxedo Mask groomed Sailor Moon and da 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 when Crystal was on the air, when All they ever watched was the 200 episodes and they never read the manga and any of that crap, you know?
2: I feel like historic, I mean, it sucks because there's a lot of these instances where it's, it's like the, um, was it like Bugs Bunny Mm -hmm. and the like Warner Brothers cartoons where they had to start doing the whole thing where it's like this, especially with a lot of the older racist stuff and stuff like that, where they had to give a context. Historical yeah. um, context is very
0: um, important. You want to know so I respect Warner Brothers for doing that. But what I don't like is that they're doing these new cartoons and they're toning down the, the violence. Which, I get it, but it's not the same. But I also understand these new cartoons are for the newer kids that are watching. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, some of these newer kids have seen this older stuff. I bet you 99% of all of Warner Brothers' Mary Melody cartoons are on YouTube. You can find videos, two- and three-hour videos, of all their classic stuff, you know?
2: Yeah, no, and that's definitely true. Um, I I feel like because of the environment we live in today, the context is heavily needed. And I feel like there's a lot of softening with our media culture Mm -hmm. because there are such extremes nowadays. that I feel like they're doing it more so preemptively, not so much to like stomp on the memories that a lot of us have of our childhood of seeing Bugs Bunny running around singing opera as a Viking Mm. or uh, the Barber of Seville, Elmer Fudd chasing each other around. But the, the, the whole instance of, because there's this huge movement into like cancel culture and the fact that a lot of those things can be used as weapons and, and, inappropriately as well. I mean, like, they can do both good and bad, and that's unfortunately the double-edged edged yeah. sword that no, we I, have
0: now. I, No, I, I totally get that. It, you know, it's like I said, there's a lot of changes in cartoons. And so I don't like the changes because I, most of us don't like change. But I understand the change, and I will roll with it and see if I like it or not. And if I don't like it, I'm just going to be like, I don't like it, it's not my thing, but I know it's not for me anyway. So, it's it, and that's that. So... Moving right along to our last story of the night, um, Sailor Moon move, um, Sailor Moon Crystal, the movie Eternal, has been delayed, it was originally supposed to be released on September 11th, um, which, for most of us, are like, that's not a really good idea, and if you have to ask yourself why, um, just google the date, and we'll just leave it at that, but, it's being postponed to January eighth, twenty twenty one, and part two will be out a month later on February eleventh. Uh they're saying that the post the postponing of this is due to the effects of the COVID nineteen pandemic. And an official statement, Toei totally did offer its sincerest apologies to those who are looking forward to the movie. Which I totally get. And in a way, I am glad that it, it, it post the date was postponed. And what was interesting when I first read about this, there were actual people complaining about the fact that Viz added the whole the little crystal logo in the top corner. They're like, you don't need it, and I'm just like, ah, the fandoms can the fandom can never be satisfied.
2: Nope, you can't make everybody happy.
0: And Bonzo Six acts, will that be shown in the theaters? I know so many female friends that will go see it at the movies. Okay, so let me tell you. It's going to be in Japanese theaters. Let's say for the sake of argument that Funimation had the rights to Sailor Moon, which by now was like the world's worst false secret in the anime industry. But let's say they did have the rights to Sailor Moon. They would put the movies in theaters. More so now because of the partnership with Sony. Now, as for Viz, they don't really do movies in theaters. The last one that they did was like two, if I remember correctly, it was two years ago, the Sailor Moon R film. But, it would not surprise me if Viz does put this in theaters, and then about maybe six months later, it's available on DVD. And I'm calling it now, two film, two DVDs, they're going to be at least... $25 a pop. At least. I've never been big on the movies, but since this is part of the remake of the manga, I will be picking these two titles up when it hits um, physical release. Now, before we get into Meanwhile in Japan, and I don't mean for us to go over as, as late. Something I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, if you saw on our, webs- on our Facebook fan page, we shared screenshots of what's going on with um, Colossal Con East and the Kalahari. The long and short of it is that the Kalahari wants to reopen, and for the location in Pennsylvania that is open, they're allowing con people to go in without masks whatsoever there is video floating around of somebody at the kalahari in the poconos and it's just full of people left and right no masks and people are not too happy about it but then you still got that chunk of congoers and cosplayers are saying you know screw that i'm still going to that i say if we are friends and you go to colossal con east stay away from me for about a good six weeks please if you are if you're worried if you actually taking full precaution then you're exempt from that but if you're not giving a damn please it for me for 6 weeks until you are fully cleared of whatever you may or may not have cuz I'm not taking any risks but yeah, today, I need to then still wear your
2: masks cuz you yes. can be asymptomatic yes. um
0: now in, yeah go ahead thanks. now today colossal con did release a a brief statement saying they will be following safety and standard procedures now we talked last week about a a toy convention in florida that that basically ignored all of that so the number is going to go up there My, my thing is this um i don't think we should be planning cons for this year as much as some of us do need it and i totally get it i totally understand it but Unless you've got somebody standing at the front gates of the convention center counting in and out, make sure all the other gates are locked. I'm not really feeling this. I don't, you know, but I get it. But I'm surprised. Well, I would have assumed, you know, the order to for events over 50 was still be still not being allowed in Pennsylvania. But I guess things changed since like New York states are moving into different phases to slowly reopen it reopen things for states so the businesses can kind of sort of get back to normal for the most part now as you were saying Ichigo, um
2: it's just it's the, at this point it's that weird uh whatever people think is normal and the fact that we have the additional stressors from everything else going on in the world and all that other stuff it's not to me i am going to wear a mask um, I'm going to basically stay indoors unless I need to do supply runs. And even then, um, it's one of those cases where, like, I'm immunocompromised. And the other day when mm-hmm. I had to do a supply run and I saw everybody with their masks off, mm-hmm. I was upset. It upset me. Yeah, I don't
0: want um, you're being upset.
2: I honestly, at this point, it's 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 either you want to put yourself into a situation where you could, by chance, get really sick to the point that you could die. Now, I know that we have a lot of illnesses in our kind of social conscience that float up and down and in and out and stuff like that. And and I, I know I have a few friends who have actual vaccine injuries and things like that. Like they're not, it's not mm-hmm. fake. People have reactions to stuff. And sometimes this happens with vaccines and things too. But those are my friends that even though they have those illnesses and they yep. have those injuries are mm-hmm. still wearing the masks. Yep. So like, just do it, and and don't believe the anti-hype. It, it's not good. Uh, but just be educated, do what you can, and wash your damn hands. Um, stay home if you can, um, and just be smart about it, because uh, we care about you guys, and we do want you guys to be able to come in and listen to us and not be hacking up a lung or bedridden and stuff like that, because you're so sick. Um, so please stay safe.
0: People have that itch, and they want to scratch it, let them, but not around me. That, that's my only take on this. And I've said it. There should be no conventions for 2020. And even going maybe four to six months into 2021, I originally said six. Mako Chan says differ, so we kind of agreed on four months, more or less.
2: I, I'm imagining that I probably won't be attending any conventions until June of 2021. Mm-hmm and a lot of that is because i am immunocompromised so i have issues going out into crowds in general i actually always get con crowd, no matter how small the con is no matter how big it is i always end up sick when i get home so um i would say use your best judgment if you're an adult or a teenager be educated you know and if you're going to be going to these conventions and stuff use social distancing make sure you wash your hands but at this point if you're going to those big events, I I have a lot of doubt that you are probably the people that are paying attention to a lot of the mandates. So.
0: Yeah, basically. I mean, I get it. We need to have these conventions to meet up with our friends and so forth. But look, it is starting to become a little bit safer to travel. I've been doing a little bit of traveling. If the state you're traveling to... You could travel there. If you could follow the restrictions, go visit your friends. If they're not sick, go visit them. Pack up some cosplays. Go. Y'all take pictures. Have some fun with that. Do that. Take that time to do that. I mean, tickets are kind of cheap. I've been just saying. I mean, last I did recall, JetBlue round trip to L.A. was $175. And I believe you can pack one... Lo- You can throw one piece of luggage stowaway for free, just saying. And even if it's not, that's like $60 round trip. And that's like, what, $235? Tickets like that haven't been that cheap in in like maybe about almost 15 years. So take advantage of it.
2: But, yeah, if you can travel and you're safe and your pod is safe, Do the best you can to remain that way. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you're going to put yourself or your loved ones or your family, either blood or chosen, into a situation where they may be in danger, that's on you, friend. At this point, we're not your parents, but we are trying to be helpful, and we want you to stay hydrated and healthy. So do with that what you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and as we have in the chat by Bonds06, uh, the con plague is real.
0: Yes, it is. All right, now that
2: and, you, hmm? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and I am surprised I am not suffering cabin fever. This is the most time I've spent inside four walls in my entire life. I'm a severe introvert, so this has actually been, See, if I could cut off the internet and just become a hermit and, like, yeah, I would, I would creature up. You
0: do realize at that point I'd be outside your cave with a shovel trying to tell you to come outside. Just like a stick, just like, yeah,
2: yeah. To think a creature and like.
0: Uh, look, I'm an ambivert. My thing is this: I'm an extrovert when I have to go to work, and I become an introvert when I'm at home. If I got, if I'm meeting up with you somewhere, you better tell me before I go home, because once I am home, I am in this house. I am not leaving. I have one routine that kind of keeps me going. For the most part, I can sit here for a week, for a couple, for two, three weeks, and be happy. But there will be times where I need to actually get out, see sunlight, and visit a couple of people, and then come back home. That's it. Alright, and now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about uh, articles, meanwhile, in Japan. Because let's be real, that's the main reason why y'all are here anyway, so. Uh, we only have three art, three people here, so... Let's see. I'm going to take the Bento Shop staff article.
2: I'll take the first one.
0: <laughs> of course.
1: Um, hmm. To take the second one or the last one? <laughs> mm. I feel like. Mako, you'd have better,
2: uh, you'd have more enjoyment from the last one. I
1: probably would. Yeah, I'll go with the last one. We can save the second one for next week if need be.
2: Done and done. (laughs) So, I know that times are trying for all of us right now, but, you know, even though we're all suffering, I still don't think anybody's taking toy money. Especially sex workers. However, a man in Tokyo did not get that check uh and he tried to pay for sex with a toy check a kid's plaything and adult services don't mix well shinsudo is a man with expensive tastes he likes to dress in fancy clothes stay in swanky hotels and frequently employ the services of hinken fuzoku workers or haiken fuzoku or dispatch sexual services is a sector of japan's adult service industry in which the provider goes to the home or hotel room of a client to perform erotic massage, body washing, and other services of naughty nature. However, with love, just as with anything else, if you're renting it frequently enough to eventually, uh, it eventually makes more sense just to buy it. Which is what Sudo tried to do on March 24th, according to the Tokyo Metropolitan Police. Mm. On that day, Sudo was staying in a hotel in Tokyo's Shinjuku district and had contracted the services of a Haken Puzoku worker, of whom he was a repeat client. At some point during their time together, Sudo told her, You must be in a tight spot from getting less work because of the coronavirus. How about becoming my lover in exchange for this? He then handed her a check for 8 million yen, or in the U.S. dollars, it is uh $74,800. It's worth noting that while rumors abound that full-on sex is often an unspoken and technically uncompensated part of Hakan-Fuzoku agreements, intercourse is officially off-limits, as directly paying for sex is illegal under Japanese law. Nevertheless, the woman took Sudo's check and approximately one month later went to the bank to cash it. Now, if you have done much shopping in Japan, something probably sticks out here. And no, we're not talking about Sudo's dong! Hey Heyo! In Japan, the use of personal checks is very unusual, and it is an especially weird move to use one when paying for something illegal. Sure enough, when the woman took the check to the bank, the teller noticed it was fake, and not even a particularly high-quality one. It turns out Suda had bought fake blank checks at a toy store, then dressed it up with some rubber stamps to make it look more official before giving it to the woman. Needless to say, the Hakken Fuzoku worker didn't become eight million yen richer, and Sudo was arrested on June 17th on counterfeiting charges, presumably avoiding charges of solicitation on the grounds that he meant lover as merely an expression of emotional devotion that we wanted to he wanted to lavishly compensate the woman for. The investigation has also uncovered that while he apparently had enough income to pay his hotel bills and the Hakken Fuzoku tabs, Sudo is currently unemployed. Though, oh, that could just, Yeah, I was going to say, though, that could just indicate that he earns money through unofficial-slash-illegal means. Wiggly Eyebrow. Uh, the topper is that this pseudo second, this is Pseudo's second arrest in as many months for the same crime, as he gave a different Haken Pizoku worker a fake check as part of the same offer and was arrested for the instance last month. Apparently, his plan has been to enjoy his lover's company for free until they try to cash their check then burn the bridge and move on to a new target while hoping the last doesn't make a fuss but considering his frequent failure rate haken fuzoku workers don't seem to be as gullible or docile as he'd hoped and yes you get it girls power to the sex workers of japan cuz that's the bullshit.
0: damn right see i thought he was trying to pay her with um i think the way to thailand is uh, toy I'm thinking an actual sex toy or something like that. I'm like, there are some who will take that as payment, but not everybody. So.
2: I mean, there are certain, like, situations where that kind of stuff is is of that industry. Uh, in this case, I feel like because it's one of those cases where if something isn't used a lot in culture, um, especially now but even us in the States have moved towards more electronic purchasing uh, styles, that faking paper money or faking checks or things like that like personal checks that was like the butt of every credit card joke uh what like less than five years ago where it was like oh you have to write a personal check oh you're gonna take half an hour now you've stopped everybody else buying um that since they're not used as much it is probably a lot easier to fake them but i'm glad that they caught him before he could get away with more And Bones in the chat says, Wait, this sounds like an anime plot. It and and is, I definitely agree. Yeah,
0: it, it kinda Some kinda weird
2: harem nice. anime plot. Oh,
0: it sure as hell ain't Muya. i tell you that much. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. I'm taking this one because I understand the feeling of, having, of haircuts and hair. And because New York City hit phase two... I should finally be able to get a haircut sometime this week. There's a place right up the street. I'm going to have to, I'm probably going to walk up there because I don't feel like spending money to ride the subway two stops for it, so. Anywho. A bento shop staff punished a part-timer by piercing her nose and cutting off her hair and then some. That's just So here's the thing, workplace disciplinary action has always been a delicate manner because that requires a careful balance of people's rights and a respect of the needs for the organization. Deductions in pay and public apologies are common tactics in Japan, but some employees just throw out the playbook and just go straight for the kill. In this case, straight to the cut. This is a case at a bento shop in Takamatsu City. kagawa prefecture where a staff member who goes by the name of yuko kono forcibly pierced the nose of a 24 year old part-time worker the piercing which is expected to take about three months to completely heal this was done because the victim arrived late to work i mean a write-up is one thing but a forced piercing is another
2: I mean is this a tattoo and piercing shop?
0: Uh no. I, I I just don't I what? No. no. Oh, but there's more. This is the same woman who was arrested last April along with their manager Kumiko Chujo who was the mother of the person that was arrested for abusing the same part-timer. I think after the first time, I'd have been like, I'm out. A customer complained that a hair ended up in their bento. So, the two women cut all the work, cut all the person's hair off with a pair of scissors. That is some outlandish principal kuno shit if I had never heard it before. But there's more. The mother-daughter team was also arrested earlier this month for further psychological abuses now because a customer complained that the bento was served slowly chujo pushed a part-time worker in her 50s down with both hands and began kicking her several times including the head and face wow that's not gonna make you come quicker Another incident where Kono told a 24 year worker that you look sick. Why don't we get a blood sample and take it to the hospital? She then allegedly made the worker cut her own cheek with a flathead screwdriver. (sighs) Wow. Now, according to the NHK, Chujo admitted to assailing the woman in her 50s, saying, I attacked her because I was angry about the complaint. As for the haircutting, Kono has admitted to the charges, but Chujo is denying them, saying she wasn't there at the time. But Kono has said to admit it to the nose piercing, but is partially denying the screwdriver charge, telling the police, I never said anything like, you look sick. But you gotta... Ask yourself, how has this shop continued to run with all of this? And why has the twenty-four-year-old has continued to work after all these attacks? Netizens have things to say about this. Like, the haircut and piercing victim is the same person? Unbelievable. Is this a bento shop or an SM club? This is horrible, but the courts always seem to go easy on women attackers. Thinking about the hell this Thinking about the hell that woman's life is, I couldn't keep from crying. The head shaving was dangerous, but then escalated to a nose piercing. This will lead to murder if it continues. But it does look like the police and the court systems have a lot to sort through all of this that has happened. Thankfully, on a plus side, the younger victim reportedly has several threatening texts, along with her physical injuries, that is going to prove good evidence in her case. Just remember, back in 2016, a Fish wholesale manager beat one of her employees to death. But she got a suspended sentence because the court determined she showed adequate remorse and paid the victim's family. Wow. Just, wow. I, I, I got nothing.
1: I mean, we hear a lot about this crap, but it happens everywhere. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, one of my managers was prone to fits of rage and would throw whole displays down the aisle if it didn't match what he was thinking. Oh. And he was extremely verbally abusive to the entire staff.
0: I, I don't think I would last one day because I would have cursed him out and walked right out the door.
2: I had a lot of the same issues when I was working retail in a lot of different places um, because I I dressed differently than other people, even though I followed the dress code and things like that. I wasn't even dressed, like, lewdly or strangely. It was just that I was different, and I would get called into the office pretty routinely um, and made to cry because, uh, they had already been in a clique, And I think that, um, a lot of the times I feel like a few of the places I've worked, they were just basically trying to push me out, mm-hmm. um, because they already had their own little homogenous environment. And the fact that I was coming in trying to make positive change and I was under 30 and I had management experience, it scared them because yes. a lot of them had kind of fallen into, a comfortable position and didn't want to lose their space but mm-hmm. jokes on them we all got laid off less than two years after that so
0: bah, 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 bah. <laughs> i remember at, when i was at borders you know i got pretty mouthy at a manager about how she was running things to the point where you know they had to let me go but no matter and then at staples it got i mean i wasn't mouthy at staples but it got bad to her i just put in a request like Send me to another store. I'm going to hurt somebody. I, I can't deal with this. So. And 6 says, "I am fortunate that I have not been in a hostile, combative workplace." Good, very good. All right, Marco, wrap thing, wrap, wrap this up for us, please. Uh, ah, wrap it up for ah! us. Yeah, yeah,
1: that, that's a good pun right there. Okay, I- <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, turns out that, uh, condoms have an anime now, thanks to a Japanese ad campaign. Uh, it, it, it's so weird. It's just so weird. Um, so, Okamoto Industries, which is Japan's leading manufacturers of condoms, They decided to educate their citizens on the importance of safe sex and decided that um, to do that they needed a hero. Mm. So they invented a character named Condom Battler Goro, who looks like a love child of Ash Ketchum and Terry
0: Bogard. I was thinking about Ash Ketchum and Goku. (laughs)
1: yeah um, so <laughs> uh, the character was separated from his dad and raised by his mom and grandma, and prefers the 0.01 condom and uh. he's going to shout it from the rooftops over the course of a 56 part series of episodes lord Um, They say it's doubtful that they'll actually release every episode, but so far they've put out episode 1, 19, 45, and 56. So episode 1 is titled The Birth of Condom Battler Goro, and it shows his origin story. Uh, Assisting is his childhood friend Miku, who has... Boobs and nipples in her hair. <laughs> um, she was initially against Goro becoming a condom battler. And the reason why is because her brother used to be one, but had to retire after being injured.
0: Ow! Ow! <laughs>
1: This is all very important stuff, especially the fact that Miku has issues with speedily equipping condoms. (laughs) Hayato is Goro's best friend and was inspired to get his own condom license. He uses the big boy condom.
0: He must be Jewish.
1: Episode 19 is called The Survival Test uh, Commences which pits our heroes against No Condom Leo, who eventually meets his end in the forest of sexually transmitted diseases. <sighs> Episode 45 is Condom Championship Tournament opening, and it finds Miku defeated at the hands of moisturizing demon Shitori Hatori. Goro uses his Dream Emission special move to combat the enemy, whose moisturized hands work against the effectiveness of condoms.
0: I guess, slip and slide.
1: (laughs) Episode 56 is the epic finale, Farewell, Beloved Goro. In this one, the vile condom master turns out to be Goro's father, who was thought to be dead a long time ago. Sorry. (laughs) In it, he reveals that he always used condoms during condom battles, except for the one time 25 years ago in which Goro was conceived.
0: Stop! Wait, 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 no, 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 stop! 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 Okay. Normally, when you watch these battle animes or whatever, the main hero is usually between the ages of 10 and 15. This character is 25?!
1: Uh, yeah. Um, it does look like these are definitely little commercial episodes. Um, they're only about a minute in length. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the actual, um, the actual character design, um, Goro was wearing what looks to be short shorts. Um, his father is basically wearing just a breastplate over the very top of his chest, and what looks to be metal underwear. Uh, um, and, and the whole, uh, the whole, I guess, uh, big boy condom thing is that uh, Hayato, his hair grows, and I guess that's one of his attacks is his hair growing and beating people up. Um
2: uh, I just have to say the only thing I could, like, I don't know why, but my brain was connecting this to my hero academia and all I could think of was, like, that gives a new meaning to Plus Ultra. So, like...
1: <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just... Quickly going through again because these are only minute little episodes. Uh, so his female friends has condoms in her hair. That's why they look like little nipple boobs. Um, and then I, um, his friend definitely has a growing hair, and then it twitches. I guess when he gets excited. This is so fucked up. (laughs) You think?
2: (laughs) I knew that this is the article you were probably going to have the most reaction to, Mako.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just the fact that he... And he does. He looks like Ash Ketchum mixed with Goku. And he powers up and, you know, stupid crap like that. This is... The most ridiculous thing I think I've ever seen. Like, it, it reminds me of some weird-ass... No, you know what it reminds me of? I'm what? just sitting here. I'm, I'm watching these little clips um, muted, and it reminds me of Sailor and the Seven Balls. There you go! Like, just I'm watching this, and just the ridiculousness of this whole thing, without being able to hear it, it's just this weird animation, weird idea, and it reminds me of the Sailor and the Seven Ball series. It makes me, the style of the animation makes me think of, like, when we
2: were all younger and, like, people were trying to, like, copy Dragon Ball Z's drawing style, but they, like, did it, it was very flat and, like, really? they didn't know how it was drawn. Really so bad it just flash like
0: animation. It, Stuff on yes. new grounds.
2: Yeah, exactly, like flash animation or that kind of stuff that would show up in, oh gosh, like in the early internets. So, yeah, uh, I mean, if it sells product, Mm -hmm. it's,
1: it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's a commercial, it's a really weird-ass commercial, but obviously it's a commercial.
0: Agreed. Weird is an understatement.
1: Yeah, um, but not for nothing. I, I I'm kind of intrigued because you know this is me. I I watch quite a bit of hentai, so I'm intrigued mm-hmm. to see where the storyline actually would go. Just to laugh my ass off at it.
2: I mean, I feel like that's the reaction they're going for, though, because it's a low it's a low budget animation. You can tell. And yep. it's it's made for a sex product, which, I mean, Japan likes to make a joke of most intimate things, so why not? Like, that's how they better digest it in their culture. America does it, too.
0: Not wrong. Right. So. I, I think. Agreed. All righty. What a way to end the show. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn, will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like. We straight up need that for the most part. If you have any questions about the show, ideas, suggestions, drop us a line at podcast at Again, it's podcast at anime dot We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, uh, anime reviews, convention reports, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, our own editorials. Links to our YouTube videos of convention coverage, links to our Facebook uh, photo galleries of cosplays and other cool stuff. That's jam session.com. And don't forget, you can take our podcast on the go with you. Uh, just do a search in whatever default app, podcast app you may have Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Just search Anime Jam Session. You'll have access to over 450 plus episodes so check them out and don't forget we are on social media you can find us at youtube.com slash anime jam session for our convention uh coverage uh, twitter.com slash anime jam session for when we're going live and when we have updated our website our facebook page stuff you want to give you to know about and also on facebook.com anime jam session you'll find over 10 to 15 years of cosplay convention coverage, and then some. And you might find some cool, cool stuff videos in there somewhere. So we're gonna go around the room. Last words, Mako chan
1: Um, I am very happy I actually get to go to sleep now.
0: Last words, Ichigo. I'm
2: actually going into work now, so, uh, see you later.
0: My last words, I am on the final season of The Soprano, so I should be done with it in the next two, three days. So, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode on the whole gang will be here hopefully. If not, we'll still roll with the three of us because that's how we do. So, I think that's it. So, I'm Ranma.
2: I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami.
0: Great fight, great night, See you next week. Night, Bye. Bye. Why so high pitch? Are you that tired?
1: I'm exhausted. I got about three hours of sleep last night.
0: Ouch. Oh. Yeah. Alright, in that case, say goodnight, Mako chan.
1: Good night, Mako chan.
0: Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. That's it, end of list. We're out of here. See you next week.